how to handle these crazy stock market drops, especially if you are getting close to retirement and time is not on your side. We'll have solutions from guest co-host Chad Parks, founder and CEO of Ubiquity Retirement and Savings, and so much more on this edition of Money with Friends. Welcome to the Money with Friends podcast. I am certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel, host of the Financial Grown-Up podcast, coming to you from my very grown-up kitchen in New York City. And I am Chad Parks, coming to you from my casita in Puerto Rico. This is the Money News Show that includes commentary on recent headlines and stories with thought leaders from across the financial landscape, like Chad Parks. We break those stories down into what matters to you, our friends, and we leave you with a takeaway to make it your own. This episode of Money with Friends is sponsored by Tiller, your financial life in a spreadsheet automatically updated each day. Go to tillerhq.com forward slash MWF for a free trial and 20% off your first year. You're welcome. And also please use our link because then you will support the show. Tillerhq.com forward slash MWF. Chad, welcome back. Thanks, Bobby. Great to be back. Really appreciate it. And on Tuesday, we talked, we had some good news. Now we have some a, a tougher topic, but hopefully we're going to have some good insights for people nearing retirement that are coping with this market, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, uh, it's, it's real. <laughs> people are feeling it. People are really feeling it. It's real. And we talk so much in general about what's your retirement, what's your, what's, what's your timeline, how much time do you have, and rebalancing your portfolio to be ready for when you're going to need the money. And now that's something that is really coming to the forefront in a very, um, it's tough. It's tough. But let's see which one of our friends is going to lead us into the headline. This is Tim from the Faith and Finances podcast. P.E. ratios, stock purchase plans, Federal Reserve meetings. We must be getting ready for another episode of Money with Friends. All right, Chad, you start us off. Okay. Headline, retiring soon. Here's how you should handle these crazy market drops. And this That's is by MarketWatch, I should say. By CBS MarketWatch. Correct. Is it not CBS anymore? I don't know if it's CBS. It's, 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 oh my God, that shows you how old I am. It's oh MarketWatch. It's MarketWatch <laughs> and it's our friend Alessandra Malito. All right, now you go for yes. it. So Alessandra and I, we talk a lot. So this is great to see her uh, writing here too. Okay, so it's hard to be sanguine without, it's hard to be sanguine when retirement is around the corner. Investors have been on a roller coaster the past month, but near retirees are probably wondering how they can get off the ride and fast. Failing to do so could lead to a less than ideal nest egg in retirement. The markets have been volatile, what with plunging oil prices and fears of the spreading coronavirus affecting global economies. Most investors are told to stay the course, especially if retirement is far away. But some people may not have time on their side, especially if they intend to retire within the next year or so. Individuals who enter retirement during a market downturn face a sequence of returns, quote unquote, risk, which means they could potentially be withdrawing assets from their investment principles, not investment gains. And when that happens, they can lose future returns. So it's kind of a double whammy for people who are having to tap into their retirement savings now I, in our break, mentioned to you, this reminds me a lot of 2008 and 2009 for those poor folks who were entering the retirement years at that moment. So are we repeating ourselves? I don't know. Let's keep reading. Okay. 
Some clients have called with concerns, said Matt Bowden, a financial planner at RFC Financial Planners in Ann Arbor, Michigan. But he, like many advisors, have drafted financial plans that incorporate the ups and downs of the market and safeguards retirement assets for the long haul. Most financial plans, if done correctly, are meant to weather this type of volatility. Near retirees worried about their nest egg have a few options, none of which include withdrawing all of their money or stopping contributions to their plans. Thank goodness for that, right? Mm-hmm. For starters, they should look through their financial plans and its assumptions to see how their investments are set up to handle volatility. They should not yet intend to make changes to their asset allocations in their portfolios, as selling when the market is down would inherently create, quote unquote, realized losses. Investors haven't actually lost or gained money from their investments until they choose to sell them. That's a very important point. Yeah, let's just pause there and expand on that. The truth is, the only days that matter in terms of your ultimately, I mean, there's a lot going on psychologically, but the day you buy and the day you sell are what's, you know, kind of the mark of how you did in the market. So if you just observe this and do nothing, it won't, it, you didn't lose money if the market goes down 20%. It's, it's only going to matter if you sell. And by the way, that extra 20% you never had because you didn't sell at the peak. So mm-hmm. it only matters the day that you buy and the day that you sell. And the rest is just, sadly, a lot of noise. It makes you feel good when you see the numbers look bigger in your brokerage account when you check on it. But unless you lock in those gains, those were not realized gains. Right. And I think you know an important thing for people to take into consideration is the assets that are within a retirement account in a tax-deferred status like 401ks and IRAs and others, or money that is outside of a tax-preferred retirement account. So, you know, those gains realized and loss also have important tax implications, which I know the article goes on to talk about a little bit. All right, let's get back to the article. This is also a good time to see how much of a portfolio or assets are in conservative funds or cash, said Alex Reffitt, co-founder of East Paces Group in Atlanta. Quote, I would recommend having five to seven years of cash flow in very conservative assets that aren't affected by short-term market volatility, he said. This way, quote, you will feel confident that you can ride out market volatility, even in serious recessions like 2008 to 9. With this strategy, investors are withdrawing in, in the immediate future from these assets, leaving their investments in equities to rebound over time and thus deterring a real loss. There are instances where selling some investments may be worth considering, said Rocco Carrero, chief executive of Rocco Carrero Wealth Partners in Southampton, New York. Investors who are extremely worried about their finances in the foreseeable future could talk to advisors about selling equities that would amount to one year's worth of expenses in cash. Now you know for the next 12 months that you don't have to worry. Alternatively, some people may see this market volatility as a good opportunity to buy more in equities while prices are down. And they can do that in multiple sessions. Quote, nobody knows where the actual bottom is, he said. Financial Mm -hmm. plans are meant to be unique to each individual investor. So it's hard to suggest a, quote, perfect asset allocation for any near retiree. Still, investors, and if they have one, their advisors, can take a second look at their portfolios to see where they stand and create a what-if scenario. Hopefully, this is a wake-up call for anyone who has been trying to time the markets. You need to base your investment strategy on retirement goals and timeline. Another option, delaying retirement for those who aren't sold on retiring on a specific date and enjoy working. This is an opportune time to possibly hold on to a job or find part-time work. Continuing to work could allow a person to postpone withdrawing from their funds and boost contributions to accounts, which will eventually lead to more money in retirement. Quote, this will absolutely increase your chances of having more assets in retirement. 
You are not touching your investments. You're adding to them for a little longer. What do you think, Chad? There's a lot there. There's actually some really good advice. The thing that really jumps out at me is that five to seven years in non-volatile assets. I think that is a very good runway for you to be able to weather any ups and downs in stock market volatility. You know, in, a, in an individual basis, you know, Bobby, I love to, I know this is below our audience's uh, experience here, but, you know, start with a budget, right? What is your budget? Have cash in the bank, have an emergency fund. That's like the ultimate emergency fund. That's a five to seven year emergency fund for retirement runway. And I do like that. I think that's very smart. The other things that jump out are, as I mentioned, is this 2008 or nine? You know, if you are years away, one, two, three years away from retirement, by all means, you should have absolutely not be very exposed to equities, right? So this should not be affecting you very much. You might remember in 08 and 09, the target dates were very, very popular. But unfortunately, those target date funds were a little bit mismanaged because they were chasing returns. They were way overweighted in equities for what they should have been. And so people who had outsourced their investment management to those funds found themselves exposed to more equities than necessary. And you know a good chunk of their portfolios went away when the market dipped. So um, you know there's, there's several things in here. I think the article does also talk about having a professional help you with your, your plan. Having someone who is non-emotionally attached to your money <laughs> is very key. Uh, it's like a coach, right? You know, you need somebody, you know, who's not going to overreact and help you steer through this. So I think the message is very clear. And um, I think that, uh, you know, if you are that close to retirement, the one thing I didn't like about the article was at the very end there uh, where they're saying delay retirement, you know? Um, and again, that if you are in a situation where you are a year or two or three away from retirement and this market volatility is making you question whether or not you can retire, then you were not allocated properly to begin with. So I would hate to have somebody say, well, I'm just going to continue to work through it. You know, if we go back to 08 or 09, you know, people laid off, companies contracted. The idea that you could even have a job to ride out for three more years is also a risk factor in itself. Don't assume that that's going to be the case. True. But so what do you do if you are in that situation? I mean, you can say they could have, should have, would have, but here you are, Mm -hmm. you're, let's say you want to retire at 68 and you're 65. What do you do? You can say you should have, but well, there you are. You uh, you either adjust your expectations, <laughs> you relocate to a less expensive state. I mean, it's it's hard. It's the reality, right? I mean, it's uh, it's something that all of us are going to face. We won't know what it's going to be for us until we get there. We hope that we have done everything we can to prepare. Uh, you know, the market drops twenty some odd percent, and there goes a big chunk of my portfolio that I was counting on. Um, you know, I suppose it's it's what you have to do to survive in everything in life. You just have to make some sacrifices. You have to dig deep inside yourself, ask you what you can and can't live with and um, and hope that it doesn't wipe you out. And, and also have some faith and confidence that if you can get through a three to five year period, it will probably go back and it probably will stabilize and you will be OK. You know, I think, you know, I don't want to go way too far back in history, but the, the Great Recession of 08, 09, the Great Depression of the 20s and 30s. You know, those things are moments in time, but we do move through them and and things do recover. Yes, that's very heartening. We tape this live in front of a Facebook live audience. We take comments and questions from our audience. We also put these, put some questions out to our Instagram followers. Our Instagram handle is at MoneyFriendsPod if you want to participate. We asked them, Chad, should people in the retirement pull some money out of the market just in case? And the answers were, the choices were cash is king or ride it out. And what do you think? What percentage said cash is king and what percentage said write it out? Cash is king meaning take some cash, get some cash. Hmm. 
It's a loaded question. Of course, that's why we <laughs> do it. Trying to answer it myself in my head. Hmm. Um, so I will guess the audience's answer says that, it, you know, if the message has been received by the audience from people like you, from like myself and others, I'm going to say that 75% said write it out and 25% said take some cash. Oh, you did not. That is perfect. What? You literally <laughs> nailed it. Literally 75, 25. Amazing. Cool. This is why you have the job you have. You know, you know it. That's, I'm so, I'm so impressed with you. This is amazing. Okay. <laughs> you truly have your finger on the pulse of the money with friends. Uh, Instagram audience. Okay. Um, you have some comments um, from them though, about this that we sent over to you. Do you want to share some of those? You have those handy? Oh my gosh. Here we go again. I think I blew it last time on this. All right. You get those ready. Wait, wait. Okay. So Chad, you got those ready. I'm going to read some of the comments from our Facebook friends that are commenting okay. there. Um, and we have from Joe, um, make a plan now for what you are going to do when markets are at an all time high. Don't enact the plan until we clear, until we're clear of the bull market. Okay. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we're talking, we're talking about this when we're now in a bear market, but he's saying, you know, next time we're in a bull market, that's also a time to be thinking about this stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, for sure. I mean, you know, um, it, you, you mentioned it earlier about when you, it makes you feel good or it makes you feel bad. Right. And it's unfortunate that that's our human reaction to these types of things. And it's, it's, we need to be able to disconnect from it because you know, when things are flying high, as you said, it's nothing's real until you realize it. And, you know, you're in this for the long term, So it feels good, but it's not, don't hang your hat on it, so to speak. And when it's down, the opposite is true. Don't feel so bad. Don't hang your hat on that. Don't think that that's it. You've lost because you haven't. And don't think that it's not coming back. So in both times of prosperity and times of difficult times, you know, uh, try to stay straight and narrow, try to go straight through the middle of it. Uh, and don't take that roller coaster ride that we talked about. Yes. And it's a reminder, this is an 11 year bull market. So even though it is down in theory, even though, again, we've emphasized these are not, if you don't sell the stocks, you're not locking in a gain or a loss, but psychologically you see it. You're really in m many cases, you are just not up as much as you were in many cases. So that's also right. something that's hopefully comforting to some people. We also have Ron here in our audience. Um, do you want to grab that one? Sure. Um, well, Ron wants to know what he missed. You're going to have to tune in, <laughs> but um, uh, let's see. With the crazy swings, I believe the market will embrace these actions as normal activity and we will become numb. Well, you know, that's actually probably a good thing, right? If you become numb to these types of market swings, that means that you are not emotionally invested in it and you are economically invested in it and that you can see it for the long haul. So that actually might be a positive. Exactly. All right. Do we have those Instagram responses? I do. Okay. Let's Thank go you. for it. All right. So a few of them. So it says, if you're near retirement, shouldn't your portfolio have been adjusted to minimize risk? Fair enough, right? Uh, that was Nate Rose 29. Um, I'm sorry, the print is really small. So that's why I'm leaning in on you guys here. Okay, I am the real spoon <laughs> says this is temporary slash short term as long as people cooperate and stay home for now. Yep, fair enough as well. Um, Clemmy Cakes says if you're nearing retirement, you don't want to lose all of it. Am I right? 
Well, you know, and that goes back to what we said, like if you were near retirement, you really should have been allocated much more conservatively and you should not be really feeling too much of your portfolio swing in this in this uh, market movements. Um, Tam Tam 383 says, hopefully they already have some money aside. Correct. Hopefully they do, uh, especially if you're near retirement. And lastly, uh, the Annette says, I have no clue how to handle this when close no when close no matter how the market is but i am only 36 well you got time there's annette your grace. Yeah, you're only 36 um you'll be fine and uh you know keep doing what you're doing you know if i could share with you one thing real quick i um i got a text from a, a former employee of ours um the other day uh, she's moved and she's working for retail now um, she says and this is this is very timely very appropriate Hey, I have a question. My coworker told me that stock market is going down and that they will be taking money out of our 401k plans. Is that correct? Should I lower my contribution percentage of my plan until the stock market goes up? So there's, it's a, like, what does that mean? They're taking money out of your plan. So you see yeah, I don't know how that means. Started, people start panicking. They start to rely on their peers for investment advice and financial guidance. It's kind of dangerous. My reply was not at all. Keep contributing. It's called dollar cost averaging. Mm-hmm. You'll actually get better gains in the long run don't make any changes. <laughs> exactly. So. And someone like Annette, I mean, you have so many years to contribute. You were really just buying it at a lower price. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's all good and, and everyone should, should chill. It'll be okay. I hope. We don't actually know, but I we believe based on history, it's going to be okay. Um, it's not figured out. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Before we get to our takeaways, I do want to thank Tiller because Money with Friends is brought to you by Tiller. Tiller helps you manage your money 10 times faster in a spreadsheet. It's the only service that connects your banks to Google Sheets and Excel with your daily spending, transactions, and balances, unlike financial apps that force you to compromise. Their spreadsheets are fully customizable for your needs. Tiller can make them even better because there's automatic daily fees of your spending balances and transactions. They eliminate data entry, multiple account logins, all that stuff. You just connect to your banks once. You can see your transactions automatically updated each day. Basically, once it's set up, you don't have to do anything. Go to tillerhq.com forward slash MWF. For more information, you get a free trial. And if you use our code, you get 20% off for the first year. And also that helps to support the show. The code again is um, go to Tiller, I'm sorry, go to tillerhq.com forward slash MWF. Use our link, I should have said, tillerhq.com forward slash MWF. It's been a long day already, folks, but we appreciate your support. Chad, do you want to go first with the takeaways or do you want the final word? Um, Final word today for this one. All right. I like the idea in this case, my takeaways, I like the idea of becoming more informed about what you actually own. A lot of people don't really know. So this is a wake up call. We would rather not get this wake up call, of course, but given where we are, at least make the best of it. Make appropriate changes, whether you're near retirement or not, that will hopefully help you sleep better at night. Yeah, that and blackout curtains. (laughs) Also blackout (laughs) curtains. Yes. But um, so my takeaways, thank you for letting me wrap it up here. Um, Yes. I mean, between the comments from our live audience, the Instagram uh, comments, you know, it shows me that a lot of people are realistic about this, right? They actually know what they're supposed to do. And that's, that's in the, in the poll results, right? That's actually very comforting. And I think that, you know, in today's modern media world, you know, we are frenzied, we are fed frenzies because that's what gets our attention and that's what makes us react. Um, and there's you know, nothing against the media in that sense. I mean, technically with this, we're part of the media, if you will, right? And we're trying to um, you know, have a, a voice in all of this. And I would say that 
you know, if nothing else, reading this article, listening to us today, you know, make sure that you first and foremost have a cushion, be it in a retirement account or outside of a retirement account, have at least a year's worth of money set aside, if not more, especially if you're moving towards retirement. Make sure, as you said, what do you own? What do you know? What do you have? What is in, if you're in a mutual fund, do yourself a favor of looking inside that mutual fund and really understanding what they're actually owning on your behalf because of that 0809 debacle where the target date funds were invested way too much in equities for their risk exposure. So know what you have. And third, you know, dis- disconnect yourself emotionally from your account balances. I think if you want to live a happier, healthier life, and you know, maybe one day Brad and I can talk about this. I know we keep talking about Brad, <laughs> but um, it's fascinating. But you know, disconnect your emotional well-being from that number on the screen or that number on the page and um, have that plan. Know that that plan has been thought through and is reasonable and stick to the plan and go out and enjoy yourself. Such wise words. Thank you so much, Chad. This has been amazing. Again, uh, we will see you back here in about four weeks. In the meantime, what are you going to be up to in Puerto well, Rico? I'm not traveling <laughs> because uh, because all the things I was going to go to probably been canceled. Which so I'm going to enjoy my time here uh, with my wife and kids. I'm going to uh, focus on my work and think about the next big thing about how we can continue to help people and participate in opportunities like this so that we can share those words of wisdom and and calming voice hopefully that needs to be out there. And um, and and I as I mentioned on episode one or two that I was on with you. I need to rebuild my own personal budget because I locked myself out of it. So I still haven't done that yet. Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, that's a project. We all have these quarantine projects when we're, we're not officially quarantined, but we're, a lot of us are hanging at home, working from home a lot. And so uh, all these household projects are going to get done, right? We're going to be hyper productive in our organization. We're going to all channel our inner Marie Kondos and work on our cleaning out our homes and being neater. And uh, what is it? Finding joy in Mm -hmm. everything that we own. (laughs) Something like that old right now. So yeah. <laughs> All right. And where can people find out more about Ubiquity? So we're on most of the social platforms, but each one's a little unique different. So I'll just ask you to go to our main website, which is myubiquity.com. So that's spelled M-Y-U-B-I-Q-U-I-T-Y.com. And you can follow us there. And, uh, you know, know that we're fighting the good fight. We've been in this business for 20 plus years. We are trying to make a big difference and every little bit helps. So, you know, follow us along, comment, give us some feedback, tell us what we could do better. And we're happy to listen to you all. And also everyone can learn more about you on our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. And everyone should please follow us on Instagram to be part of those polls. And you may get a shout out in the show as some of our friends did today. That handle is at moneyfriendspod. It's the same handle on Twitter. So please follow us there as well. And if you have not already, please subscribe to the podcast. You don't miss any upcoming episodes. And also please leave us a review. We love to hear from you guys. And um, we love to get some new reviews up there. So we really appreciate that. So thank you in advance for that. Everyone stay well, Chad. We'll see you in a few weeks. Thanks, Bobby. Thanks, everybody. Bye, everyone. This show is created and hosted by Joe Saul Cihai and Bobby Rebel and is a joint venture of BRK Media LLC and Stacking Benjamins LLC, copyright 2020. Ryan Sini and Nicole Thornhill from Pro Podcast Solutions engineered this show, and Ashley Wall is the producer. For a list of the thought leaders who appear on the podcast, 
head to our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. You can also check out our schedule for upcoming recording sessions so you can join us and be a part of the show. As with anything, remember, you shouldn't take advice from any of us or other video or podcasts without first talking to your financial advisor and that the people in this episode are here for your and their entertainment purposes only. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and we'll see you back here next time with another episode of Money with Friends.